Welcome to the Feeding and Leading Podcast, featuring Todd Fisher and Andy Taylor, a podcast for church leaders focusing on expository preaching, pastoral leadership, and ministry. Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Feeding and Leading Podcast. Uh, my name is Todd Fisher. I'm the executive director uh, for Oklahoma Baptists, and I'm joined, as always, by Andy Taylor, regional ministry partner for us, for Oklahoma Baptists. Andy, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. So we're going to have an episode today about preaching, yeah. and we're going to talk about something very specific in preaching. La- last December, about the middle of December, uh, we published uh, an episode on introductions, and we talked yeah. – to- about quite a few things about introductions, how they kind of set a level of engagement and how they really kind of set up and introduce the CIT. Yeah. So today we want to go to the backside of that and talk about conclusions. And conclusions are important. And I would venture to say – tell me what you think about this. I'd venture to say a conclusion is probably the least thought about, least prepared part of a sermon by most pastors. Yeah, if you listen to a lot of sermons, uh, you'll find that out yeah. real quick. You'll you can listen and you can yeah. you can tell because the energy drops off, the content drops off. It's it's almost like you came to the edge of the cliff and fell off. Right. Yeah. And I think maybe to help put it in perspective for for our listeners, think think about think about a movie that you've seen. Yeah. And the end of the movie was really bad. <laughs> right. Or it just – it was really abrupt. Yeah. And it wasn't for any kind of a dramatic effect or what. It's just like, oh, wow, that was weird. Yeah. Um, a preacher definitely doesn't want to get to the end of a sermon and it stop and, you know, your attention is taken away from the content of the sermon to, wow, that was a weird ending. Yeah. Or, wow, he – you know, that was abrupt. Right. So let's let's talk a little bit about what makes a good conclusion and the importance of them. I think where I would start with a conclusion is a conclusion to a sermon does have a a summary element to it. But I think that summary does not need to be mechanical. You you can lose engagement with an audience. I, I don't think you have a three point sermon and you say, and it's almost like okay, I'm now going to introduce my conclusion. You know, my first point was, my second point was, you don't do it so formally like that. Right. I think you could reiterate your points sure. in a conclusion, but it needs to be a very brief summary. You know, don't preach the sermon again. Um, and we'll talk about some more of these, the right length of it and things like that. Yeah. But what I would want to say at the front end is, yes, let the conclusion have some summary element to it. But I think one of the most important things about a, a conclusion is it, it's that final punch. And we talked about that. Right. We've talked about this probably more than once on our, on our podcast, that you kind of – you have these elements in a sermon – where you kind of give them the zinger, you know, you kind of punch them with something. And we talked about in the introduction, you want to give them that opening. You want to have that opening punch is not a good word. Uh, grab, hook, yeah. something that engages them. And you want to do that in an introduction to get them, okay, hey, this that was a really interesting thing that guy just said. I want to listen to more of what he has to say. Yeah. And then you get to the end, and I think you want to have another grab. You want to leave them with something. And we'll, we'll, let's let's unpack that now. How that grab needs to be related to the CIT yeah. and, and that kind of thing. So, 
Talk a little bit about that that grab idea of it, you know. Okay, so I I, I think one of the, the more obvious um, applications to this uh, of, of a conclusion, or uh, I believe I believe it's uh, Brian Chapel. He doesn't call it a conclusion. He says because you're not finishing. Actually, mm-hmm. he calls mm-hmm. it a summary, and but we've already said it's not just summarizing. But as we think about the conclusion, I, I think one of the most important things that we can do is to is to give our people something that they need to do, mm-hmm. an, an action. Mm-hmm. It's an ex- exhortation to act. Mm-hmm. So let me say it like this. Um, in the, when we talk about introductions, I use the analogy of, of the sermons, the house, the introductions, the front porch, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's just beautifully kept. It's what gets you into it so you can see it. Well, if you use that analogy, the, the conclusion would be the back porch, which is where the backyard is. Now, when I don't know about you, but when I was growing up, the backyard, that's where all the action mm-hmm. took place. Man, I was back there playing ball, running with mm-hmm. the dogs, doing stuff. There was That's where I – a great deal of where I played. Now, that probably doesn't hit home with anybody because <laughs> kids don't go outside and play very much yeah, anymore. Right. But that, that back porch, if you will, that conclusion is the place where you want people to get after it. Right. Whatever the CIT is – whatever the central idea of the sermon was, right. that's the place for you to give them a good action step and exhort them to go get after it. So I think maybe in, in light of what you just said, to piggyback on that, it, it's good to bring up that imperative indicative idea. We, we've, we've mentioned uh, Carrick's book here before. Yes. Um, you have imperative. That is the teaching. That is, that, that is the truth. That 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 the theology. That's the text. That's the imperative. The indicative is the call to action. It's how I apply it. How I obey it. You don't have real biblical preaching without both of those. Yeah, you do. You have to. If have you both. don't have yeah. the indicative, then you've just given a lecture. If all you have is the indicative, then it's it's divorced of any kind of substance and truth and scripture. So, with that in mind. I think it could be helpful to sometimes think of an introduction in a little bit more of an imperatival sense. My introduction is introducing the CIT. It's introducing the substance. It's introducing the the teaching, the scripture of this. Mm-hmm. But the conclusion may be thinking more of that indicative. This is the call to action. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes that could be helpful, and it doesn't always have to be in that kind of a paradigm, obviously, introductions mm-hmm. and conclusions. But I think introductions and conclusions share some kind of a shared element, you know, that that good story, that good quote, that good – that you would use in an introduction, do the same thing with your conclusion. Yeah. It, you know, um, I don't know where I heard this. It's not unique. It's not original with me, and it's in one of the preaching books, I'm sure. But I, I have always taught my preaching students, you want to start and end every sermon with a bang. That may have been Haddon Robinson. Maybe it sounds yeah. like something Haddon Robinson. It does sound like it. Start it and end it with a bang. And you're not trying to entertain. You're not trying to say, oh, look, what a great storyteller I am. We've already covered all that. But, man, give them uh, uh, that, that something that, hey, boy, I, I've, I've heard all this, this content, and now I want to go out and do it. Uh, 
there's a little bit of an inspiring element of a conclusion, I yeah. think. Yeah, hey, you know, I'm, for I'm, sure. I'm going to fire you up a little bit. Let's, yeah. go out, let's go out and obey what we just uh, learned about. Yeah. So I think those are some helpful things um, to think about. Yeah. Can, what, what else would you say would be um, an appropriate element of – yeah, I, I think I think a, a good story, a good a good quote, a good you know I- illustration of some kind. Mm-hmm. I I think if if the conclusion is just summary material, then that's a sermon that's kind of ended with a whimper a little bit to me. Yeah, um, I think you wanna you wanna give them another hook. Right there, sure. you want to end it with something that's like, "Wow, okay, that that really that's going to make me think about what was taught the scripture, the text, and it's going to inspire and encourage me to want to go out and obey it." I, I, I think you're so you're encouraging in yeah. a conclusion, you're confronting yep. in a conclusion, yep. and and here's another thing I think you can think of that conclusion as your segue to some degree. Of your invitation. Right. Because in your invitation, and we're going to do a, an episode on that. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're calling them to respond to to the Word of God. And there's a connection in there. I think there's some uh, connective material yeah. where that conclusion has a little bit of that call to respond, the indicative. Let's, let's, let, we've heard this from this text today. Here was our CIT. Now let's go out and let's obey it. Right. So I, I think those are those are some good things to think about. Good um, on that conclusion. Another thing I think let's let's talk about this for a second, Andy. That can be helpful. Um, and I don't remember if we talked about introductions. Maybe we did. Let's talk about the length of it for a minute. I, I think yeah. sometimes introductions and conclusions can be too long. Yeah, and could probably be too short. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I'll go back to my analogy again. The front porch and the back porch, they're just porches. Uh, they do show what's on the inside. I mean, it's basically trying to attract you to the inside, mm-hmm. right? So uh, the porches, the front porch, the back porch, the introduction, the conclusion should should not be as long. It shouldn't be as big as the main body of, of your sermon, of your exposition. Mm-hmm. So I definitely think that, that that needs to be thought about. But I would also say that that we can be a little abrupt too. And, and, mm-hmm. and I'll just tell you, I know when I do that. I am abrupt with my conclusion when I didn't prepare it well. Right, right. And I'm just ready to get out of it so I can get into the invitation. Yeah, and that preparation has uh, an impact that comes back through the body of the sermon because – Okay, if I've gone too long in the body of the sermon, a lot of times I've heard preachers, that conclusion is super abrupt, but it's because he's run out of time. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, well, it's 12.15. I got to land the plane. And, and we can talk about that idea, you know, <laughs> land the plane. Yeah. Um, so l- me saying land the plane, let, let's bring in, let's bring in a, a, a good preaching book called Power in the Pulpit by Shaddix and Vines. Yeah. Shaddix and Vines have uh, some good kind of steps about the conclusion. And let, let's just kind of walk through uh, some of those from 
from that book. Yeah, that's great. And, you know, one of the things that they start with in that when you're thinking about a conclusion is stop moralizing. Yeah. And I think we've talked about in exegetical fallacies, don't moralize the text. Yeah. You know, you're not David. You're not Abraham. <laughs> you know, that kind of type of thing. But, you know, we I think a lot of times we can do that in a conclusion is we'll get down there and say, you know what? Essentially what we say to them is you just need to be a better Christian. Right. Right. And when they say don't moralize, what they're saying is don't end a sermon with that feel of now the moral of this story, boys and girls. Is, right. You're not up there telling a moral of the story. Right. You're up there preaching the text. And I would say coming back to a conclusion and even with an introduction as well, you're not up there to tell stories. You're up there to teach the Bible. And telling stories can augment or enhance or whatever whatever descriptor you want to use there, improve in the engagement of you teaching the Bible. Yeah. But you're up there to teach the Bible. All of it is to teach. And, and yeah. sometimes I've heard preachers, I think they got a really great story. Like, wow, I got a humdinger. I'm going to end the sermon. I got a story that's going to – and what they do is they kind of – through the body of the sermon real fast because I want to get to the story. <laughs> and then and then people going to walk out – they're going to walk out the back door of the church. And, and instead of saying what the CIT was, as yeah. we have said many times before, yeah. the best compliment you can get as a preacher is for that person not to say you were fired up today. That was really – is to say, hey, today the sermon was about – and in yes. the next sentence out of their mouth is essentially the CIT. You taught them the word of God. But if you have this big powerhouse 10-minute long story, uh, they're going to walk out of the building and go, hey, that was a great story, preacher. And then, you know, then they're going to forget what the story was or what yeah. was even connected to the text. Exactly. So you're, you're, not, you're not trying to end a sermon by, well, the moral of the story is yeah. you are connecting it to that, that CIT. Yeah. Um, in the spirit of landing the plane. Yeah. I think the next three points here kind of do that, right? Yeah. 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 So sh- you, you've got that in front of you just as I do. Sh- share the, ne- the next couple of those. Yeah. In case you guys are listening, if you if you have the, the Vine Shattuck's book, Power in the Pulpit, this is on page two, 208 and 209. Uh, it, it says, stop when you're through. So, <laughs> so tell – if it's a story, tell the story and finish the story. And, and, if, and if the crowd looks like they're not with you, don't try to redo it. Don't try mm-hmm. to back up and repunt mm-hmm. that thing. Just finish. Yeah. Just, just finish and, and, and move on, right? You know, if you preach long enough, you get enough, you get enough time in the pulpit. Yeah, you don't mean in one sermon. Not in one sermon. Yeah, in a lifetime. Well, I mean, in, it, yeah, you, in get a enough, you get enough experience preaching. <laughs> enough let me, reps. Let me rephrase it. Yeah, enough reps. You can read body language on people and tell. Absolutely. And te- you can tell when they've quit listening to you. Yes. And when they've quit listening, you should quit talking. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times they've quit listening to you because you've just – you've gone too long yeah. or it's too complicated. We've all been – we've all done yeah. that. So stop when you're through, but then stop only when you're through. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it teach makes that, sense. Teach that text. That's yeah. good. That's good. Yeah. And that next one was just talking about, you know, don't drag it out. And that's that whole, you know, you don't want people out to go and land the plane, preacher, land the plane. Yeah. Conclusions need to be concise, succinct. Yeah. But they they need to come off as you prepared it. That's right. Like, oh, boy, because we've all heard sermons like that, too. God didn't prepare a sermon, and he doesn't know how to end it. 
Yeah. Yeah. We've heard speeches like that, or you know, <laughs> and and then it becomes this rambling. And I just don't. I've gotten this thing going, and I don't know how to stop it. And then you know, we've all heard that before. Yeah. And but if you'll plan a conclusion, right? You know, hey, when I get to the end of my third point, when I've taught that and I've given that illustration, uh, I'm going to go right into you know. And you could say, you know, in conclusion, I think I think preachers need to be careful. We, that's the joke, right? You know, we say, now in conclusion, and then 20 minutes later, yeah. you know, finally, and then 10 minutes later. And the people in the congregation have heard it so many times, they're like, oh, yeah. here he goes, he's and, circling. And then here we go, you've defeated the point again. Yeah. And instead of thinking about what you're preaching, they're thinking about stuff like that. Yeah. And it becomes too big of a distraction. I think one of the ways that we drag it out, Todd, is that you try to introduce new material. That, yeah. And, and you yeah. can't. That's just, conclusion is not a place to do that. That's right. And, uh, and 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 they put that in here. Stop introducing new material. Yeah. I, one one thing I don't think we've talked about, and it, this would probably be a good good little place for us to 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 discuss this for a second. In any any of us that have ever preached before, there is that. What do we want to call it? Let's let's call it that divine unction. <laughs> yeah. I'm preaching, and right here in the middle of the sermon, man, something just pops into my head that I hadn't thought about in my prep time. Yeah. And you're like, oh, hey, this, that's I'm going that's, with that. That's good. I'm going to yeah. go for that. And then, you know, we all call that chasing the rabbit or whatever. Um, sometimes things like that can be chasing the rabbit, and you don't want to get off what you prepared, and you don't want to get off the text. But I do think we need to, we need to leave room in there. Sure. For, I mean, the, absolutely. The, the 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 you know the charismatic event, the event That's of right. preaching, yeah. is a spiritual thing. That's right. And you know yeah. we are we are That's not good. saying inspired words on the level of the Bible is inspired by any means. Of course not. But I think God is speaking through us. He is using us yeah. when we are teaching His text. Yeah. And I think guys need to be open to that. But we. There, there needs to be kind of some guardrails there, you know. Don't chase the rabbit. And then when it comes to the conclusion, I, I like what these guys say. The conclusion isn't the time to introduce a whole nother angle on this text. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's where if that kind of thing comes in your mind, you need to just say, I'm not chasing that rabbit. I'll write it down, and the next time I preach this text, maybe I'll use it then or something like that. Yeah, you know, I, I would just say this. This is going to this is going to air. This podcast is going to air at the end of January. Guys, just remember, you, you've got like 48 more sermons this, this year. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't mm-hmm. have to get it all. Right. And that's you can't. Right. That's right. So... Don't. And the other thing that, that Vines and Shattuck say is uh, stop being the same. And I, I think there's probably a good word there even for introductions too. Um, but their their encouragement here is don't end don't, – don't make every conclusion the same type of thing. Yeah. Don't like, always end with a story. Don't always end with a story. Don't always end with a quote. Don't, don't always, always end with a yeah. poem. Yeah. Mix it up. Yeah. Um, and I think there's some wisdom in that because sometimes if you are, are almost mechanically the same, you al- you might kind of train your listeners for, okay, I'm just waiting for that last story. And when he tells that last story, I know I can start picking up my Bible and getting my keys out and doing all that kind of thing. Yeah. And I think if you can break up that 
that that mundane or that that ritual. Uh, I think there's yeah. some good wisdom in that. Yeah, yeah. And, and the last point that they put on this is it really goes along with that is uh, in in verbal ways and nonverbal ways. Stop telling the congregation that you're coming That's to right. the end. That's right. Don't. Yeah. Okay. So here's something I learned as a, as a, as a preacher, as a pastor. <laughs> and and you can't see it. Obviously, you're listening to an audio. He's podcast. reaching for his Bible. I'm reaching for my Bible. All right. One of the things I learned. I don't know. It was years into preaching, but I learned this probably by Highland Hills. Okay, I'd probably been a pastor. I don't know five years. Yeah, Wellston, maybe I can't remember. Yeah, I I was always in a habit when I got toward. I knew I was about to finish the sermon, get into my conclusion. I would close my Bible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And what I learned is I was conditioning the audience. I was signaling to them, I'm done. Yeah. They would all close their Bibles. Yeah. And I could see them getting ready, and they never heard the conclusion. So I learned somewhere in there, don't close your Bible. Yeah. And and I, I try to get myself to never say in conclusion or finally. And now I still did my conclusion, but I learned it was important for me to not give them some kind of verbal or even physical signal shutting my Bible yeah. to tell them because that's one of the one of the one of the great things and, and a little bit of the downfall a little bit when you're a pastor and you and you're up there in front of them every single Sunday, you kind of get a symbiotic rhythm going between pastor, right. preacher, and, and and parishioner, and they kind of learn how to listen to you. And you start getting this deal where you've signaled to them you're about done. Well, they're going to be done. Yeah, and let's face it. What what we're doing when we do that? A couple of things. One is if it, like closing your Bible, you you might be inadvertently saying, "Well, God is done speaking now." Okay. <laughs> yeah, right. the, the other thing is is that we may think that we're doing them a favor by saying, you know, okay, hang on. You know, it, mm-hmm. by saying in conclusion, what you're really saying is, seriously, I only have like two right, more minutes. Right, Please hang right. in there. You exactly. Know, and and that it just doesn't work. Yeah, exactly. So one of the things that that Brian Chapel says in Christ Center preaching, and and this kind of I think we're we're kind of coming back full circle here. And uh, I almost said in conclusion to this episode. <laughs> well, that would be most everybody <laughs> thinks that we're dragging it out right now. <laughs> Yeah, people listening to this are going, these dummies are actually doing what they're saying not to do. Yeah. Brian Chappell says, make that last 60 seconds of the sermon yep. the most powerful. And I think it goes back to the end it with a punch. Yeah, end so it with good. a grab. Yeah. Uh, that final exhortation, that final call, um, you know, to, to obedience. I, I think that is, yeah. that is really, really critical. Yeah, it, you know, if the intro is building that momentum to go in – then the conclusion is building the momentum to go out. Yep, yep. And I would just say, you know, start that sermon and end that sermon clearly connected to the CIT. Right. And whatever story you're going to tell, whatever thing you're going to do, it's got to not eclipse that CIT. Absolutely. It's got to come back to that. It's got to be in, in, in support of that. So... I think our admonition to pastors would be work on conclusions. And it, I, I, I do believe it's probably one of the, the least thought about and prepared things that a pastor does 
when he preaches. Yeah. And, but it, but they're important. So uh, yeah, spend some time on those. Yeah, work it. All right. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Well, this episode on conclusions has now come to a conclusion. How about that? Yes. We won't drag it out any longer. We won't drag it out, and I have no big story to tell. So, <laughs> all right, everybody. I hope this has been helpful. Uh, we will catch you next time. This episode of Feeding and Leading has been brought to you by the Cooperative Program and Oklahoma Baptists. Visit us at oklahomabaptist.org or your preferred podcast platform. Oklahoma Baptist, advancing the gospel together.